Hi, I'm Edward Mullen, author of The Art of the Hustle. You are listening to the Edward Mullen Podcast. For more information about me, my books, or even this podcast, please visit edwardmullen.com. Okay, Socrates, we're gonna fucking. Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't ready! <laughs> he got poo on the floor! He wasn't ready, I lost him. Oh! Oh! Yeah. You saw what I saw, right? <laughs> Ew, that's a bit of poo on the floor. Oh, it looks like peanut butter. You can't do podcasts where the cat poos. Oh, man. Oh, fuck. We fed him way too much dairy. It's just all liquid. This, this shit was all liquid. Look at this. Ew. He's got diarrhea. I gave him, like, yogurt and uh, my milk and your milk. All right, let's uh, get this shit started. Cue the music. Let's say an alien race came down to Earth and was looking for the best 170-pound male fighter. And uh, they weren't going to do anything with him. They weren't going to harm him. But they wanted to make a replica of him and put him in their collection. All right. And they came down and asked us, hey, who is your best 170-pound male fighter? Well, that's easy. We would just point to George St. Pierre and they would take a replica of him clone him uh, in some way and take him back no problem and before they leave suppose they said oh hang on a sec who's your best singer we would maybe look at each other like oh i don't know we might get a round table together where we discuss who the best singer is and of the names that come up it's probably going to be somebody that's famous already you would think that that would be the first batch of names that would uh, come up but that's not necessarily true because music is subjective. In sports, you have this hierarchy where if you're, say, like a gold medal wrestler, then you can only be at that level by going through this process where you go to high school, uh, you become good enough to wrestle for a college, and then you compete in you know your city or division and and then your state, and then your nation. And then eventually, you maybe get good enough, you go to the Olympics, and you compete with all the other best of the best around the world. And on a particular day, one guy or girl emerges at the top of the heap. And we can be reasonably sure that there's no other best wrestler out there that hasn't got the chance, or maybe uh, they're, they're, they're better than him or her, but they're sitting on a couch somewhere. That's so unlikely because the person who's never wrestled hasn't put in the work. They haven't learned the techniques. They haven't got their body in, in condition. And they haven't developed the mental tenacity. So we can be confident that that person who wins the gold is the best at that particular day. Maybe another day, another guy could be the best. But he's at the top of the heat. But with singing, the famous people don't necessarily represent the best. You could have a guy that sits on a couch somewhere who's better than everybody, but nobody's ever heard him because he's not attractive, he's got an ugly personality, he doesn't aspire to have a career in singing or whatnot. So that's weird, right? Uh, I guess so. Well, because like, well, most of the arts, 
it's like that, right? Or any kind of art, like painting or drawing or dancing or singing. Do you think American Idol is an attempt to get the best? Or is it possible there is no best since it's um, a subjective thing? Yeah, I don't, I don't think that there really is a, a best, right? Because even when you listen to... I can't smell anything. Really? Well, I think that in some some things... Wait, what, what, what are we saying? Is that it's it's subjective? That art's like, it's too subjective, so there's no real best. There's actually something I just remembered that's quite relevant here. One of my friends put on his Facebook status... The world we live in. 35 million YouTube views on Justin Bieber's new video in a single day. 160,000 views on Investigation Conspiracy on 9-11 in 12 years. And what I wrote was, I would think that YouTube's demographic does not accurately reflect the world. If I had to guess, it'd be mostly kids under 16 that are on there. And they don't really have the desire at that age to think about serious stuff. But yeah, I see his point in a lot of ways. There seems to be a lot of instances where popular things are not the best. Like This comes up in music a lot. You know, like the stuff on the radio, that's always been bad. It's almost like they're trying to appeal to the lowest common denominator. It's rarely good, right? Is it that their ears are not developed or not sophisticated enough to know what proper music should be? And should they like better music? How do they decide what gets played on the radio? Is it just what people ask them to play or...? I think they want something catchy and something that won't offend viewers, something that appeals to the largest group of people so advertisers can sell products to them. Because putting an Ice Cube song in the radio might not attract the widest number of people, so then the advertisers are not going to pay a lot of money to sell their you know, laundry detergent to you know, 1,500 Ice Cube fans where they could put on a Lady Gaga song and reach 1.5 million people. It also probably has a lot to do with the record companies paying money to get certain artists in rotation so they get played over and over and it develops this false sense of popularity. I don't know, because nowadays, like, how, how many people are even listening to radios still? I personally haven't been listening to the radio since I was, like, in high school. Yeah, that's a good point. It's probably gone way down, right? Considering that there's not a lot of devices that kids can listen to radios on, right? Or yeah. listen to the radio on. You, like an iPod. Can you? I think I don't think you can listen I to the radio. I think so. On I think your the new iPod that I got you can you can listen to the radio on it. FM radio, I think. My old cell phone, you could listen to the radio off of it. No way. That's yeah. that's cool. So does anybody even like this music, or are we just playing it because someone's decided that it's catchy, or that the right amount of money has decided that it needs to be heard? Like, if, if we all got together and said, no, we don't like this music, nobody likes this music, why don't we play some, you know, Rage Against the Machine, or why don't we play some Nirvana, or, you know, some, some music, then, you know, you'd think it would be more of that stuff on the radio. So, it must be popular, right? And considering how many people show up to Justin Bieber concerts, no, I have nothing against Justin Bieber, but no, okay, he's a bad example because he's he's quite talented. But like a Kesha, you know, I'm well, how many people show up to Kesha concerts? I don't know. Lady Gaga, she's whack, right? Well, some people say she's actually a very talented music. Player. Yeah, she is actually. She went to Juilliard. She's just a strange. Uh, she's artificially strange. <clears throat> person. 
she's not even really strange. She used to not look that way. I think we talked about this on another podcast. No, I don't remember. Lady Gaga? Oh no, this is this is crashing and burning fast. You I'm have trying to gather my thoughts. Okay, collect them, gather them. Oh wait. I don't we don't have a question. The question is, should people like better music? Is that a question? Well, it sounds like a fucking lame question. Like, how far, how how much can we talk about that? Huh? The subjectivity. Oh, it's because I, what I was talking about was, if you take something that you're really knowledgeable in, like for me, I'm really knowledgeable in rap music. I can tell you what's good, why it's good, and what's bad, and why it's bad. Almost immediately, I can tell you. And I've only developed that ability from years and years of practice, listening to rap music. And listening to, you know, cadences and rhyme flow and uh, the really subtle intricacies of good rap, like a Nas or an Eminem or something like that. So for people that don't have that those many years of practice and they just hear rap music and it's they have a very underdeveloped ear for it, they might not be able to differentiate a good musician from a bad or good rapper from a bad rapper. Yeah. So if that's true in rap, then it's probably true in a lot of things. For instance, yeah. like classical music or country music. When I hear country, it all sounds the same to me. Maybe there's a way that we could have a professional, like, you know, in the art world. In Malcolm Gladwell's book, Blink, he talks about this statue. I think it's called a Kuros or Kuros or something like that. And uh, it was thought to have came from some private collection from the 1930s. And before that, it came from another private uh, collector and so they had about a hundred year history of where or they had a supposedly a hundred year history of where it came from and it was presented to I believe the Getty Museum and the seller of this statue was like a seven foot tall statue they were going to sell it to the Getty Museum for ten million dollars right and so they had the Getty Museum analyzed it. They had a bunch of uh, x-rays done on it and uh, they did, even did a core sample. Uh, I think they drilled in about a centimeter behind the knee and they determined that it was from, it had a very unique marble uh, that could only be found in this particular region in Greece. So, and it was, uh, had this uh, kind of like mold on it that you can only get uh, for hundreds, if not thousands of years, it can only be that way. So it was very old and they thought this was a, a, a good find. It's in like mint condition, which, you know, there's a few of these Kuro statues in the world, but none of them were as pristine as this one. So, you know, they put a ad out in the paper and they're uh, announcing this great find and they're going to put it on display and, you know, something just didn't seem right. So uh, they packed it up and they shipped it to Greece. And they had a panel of experts look at the statue. And one of the guys uh, called it fresh, which immediately worries them. He's like, hey, did you pay money for this? If you didn't, if you did, try to get your money back. But if you didn't, uh, don't pay them, essentially, right? So this, this is a fake. Uh, apparently the mold that was supposedly really old uh came from some potato mold or something like that but so anyway the point is is that these professionals because they were trained with this type of statue they said any statue that you've seen any kuros that has come from the ground then you'll know that this this didn't come from the ground almost immediately that they knew that 
within two seconds. So they knew this within like seconds where the x-rays and all these tests and core samples, it they couldn't determine its authenticity. So you have this group of people that have a knowledge base that can tell you something that only years of experience can tell you. So you have an expert at something can be able to tell you why it's good, what's good about it, and different subtleties that only a mature and developed ear can pick out. So it's very possible that music isn't subjective. There's actually good and bad music. Uh, yeah, I agree that they're kind of probably some more skilled than more talented musicians and... Are you trying to say that everyone should become more educated in music so that they can tell the good from the bad? Yeah, either that or it's just somebody just tells them what's good and what's bad. But then that that's the probably the less favorable of the two. The, the idea would be to become more educated. But is it wrong to like something that, is, that isn't as good? Um, it's not wrong. Because um, isn't that what you're saying, that we shouldn't? like stuff that is not really that good because your whole thing was like oh there's people like this music it's crap well i think the problem is that it kind of dictates the future terrain or the the future culture because it creates this artificial it it create what is what's the word i'm looking for where it's like the artificial like reflection you know what i mean so if you have a bunch of music that's on the market that shouldn't be there because it's not it's inferior in some way then it kind of creates this artificial landscape because um or the, it doesn't accurately reflect what people like and then that could shape the culture in in ways and and take them down a path that they don't want to go just because the few are the loudest it doesn't mean they should r rule over the the majority who assume the majority has like a very developed sense of music so then you have what appears to be this reflection of society where you know all the inferior artists are getting radio play and bad movies get good reviews and bad actors win awards so it could be harmful to society for two reasons. One, because it kind of prevents good music from rising to the surface. And two, it influences future artists to become more like crappy artists because they know that will sell. Future, A good example is Black Eyed Peas. You know what I mean? There's lots of artists that make crappy music in the hopes that they will sell. Or even books. They, they write crappy books because they know that that will sell. So I then it might influence it future writers to write crappy. Like there's a there's a Family Guy episode where Brian uh, writes a bestseller and he has like tons of blank pages, a few words per page. He writes the whole book in an hour and it becomes an instant bestseller. But it's terrible. So this is a good example. It's influenced Brian, this fictional cartoon, to write a crappy book. When he wanted to write a good book, he actually did write a good book, but nobody touched it because they're like, oh, I can't sell that. But maybe you can sell that. They just look at the lay of the land and it looks like that stuff is not popular. So they want to produce this garbage because it's inoffensive and appeals to the broadest number of people. Isn't it wrong? It holds us back in a lot of ways, no? 
Well, even any of that, like you can't say it. You're not the expert. How do you know that these are the things that are are bad? And just because people like it, like, is that make it? You're saying, oh, this is what people like, and then but people, the most people know what they're talking about. But obviously, if most people like something that's bad, then that means that most people don't know what they, most people like bad things、experts. because the market is saturated with bad things, and they like things for a number of reasons because they hear it over and over because their friends like it and it's popular. But if they were educated, they might not like that, right? They might like something better, something superior. And obviously, I'm putting a judgment because these terms like better and superior are subjective by definition. So it's possible that they're popular for the wrong reasons. Yes, they can be, but just because people like something doesn't make it right or wrong or good or bad just in and of itself. What did you say? Just because people like it doesn't make it good or bad.、What、yeah, like if someone like if people like something, if lots of people like something, it doesn't mean that it's good and it doesn't mean that it's bad either. Like. Whether or not people like it, I don't think actually has a real like. That's whether or not people like something is what places value on it. But whether or not it is actually good quality or not, I guess what I'm subscribing to is the notion that there is objectivity in art and like, for instance, something somebody let's say like Jessica Alba is beautiful regardless of whether people call her beautiful or not. But that's the、Shh. thing is that's also a very subjective thing because there are people that do not think Jessica Alba is good looking, right? You, you cannot say that she is objectively good looking. Because、um, anyone, so, like there are people, I don't, you know, there's lots of people where many people think are very attractive, but there will be some people that are not attracted by them. So like, what about if we all got together and we all agreed on a particular painting or a particular song, or we all agreed we did a poll and everybody thought Jessica Alba was good looking? Would that make her objectively good looking, or is it still subjective? No, because what if a new person came into the world and they、let's, don't think let's say they are anymore, let's say for the、right? sake、you、of the,、uh, the the sake of the argument, a very superior being、uh, like a god said for the for the rest of existence nobody will not like this song. But would that make it objective? Was, no, because that's what、it's、I was saying. It's still subjective, but just, that was my point right before that. Just because people like something doesn't mean it's good. But you're saying that there is no good. That's that sounds like what you're saying. You're saying there is no such thing as good and bad, right and wrong. It's just no, a human.、Uh, you know, humans confer that onto objects. I think that there are things that you can judge, like in terms of a in、uh, music, like okay, they they're more skilled in this way. Like this person has a bigger range. This person is able to has the skill to harmonize proper properly or whatnot. And there's things that you can.、Uh, Objectify within music or within arts or whatever, right? But still, you can have something that has like kind of all the points are ticked and everything is good skill wise or whatever. But someone might still not like it. They might just not enjoy that, right? And that's the thing with taste. And I think that even if you say like, okay, someone that's very educated in this, no one's gonna be educated. 
to the point where they are able to really like you know they they won't know everything about it like they're at their knowledge will be limited to some effect right because um even if like maybe you can be the expert on this style right but maybe this song is like part the style but it's actually a mix of some other style and they they created a whole different style now you're no longer the expert you can't judge that song anymore because it's not within your expertise right do you know what i mean what if you say that somebody who likes bad music the reason they like it is because they a long time ago have kind of been steered in the wrong direction to like things they shouldn't like whereas somebody who's you know who's very educated in music likes something that's technically sound or it, it sounds really good they've been doing the right steps to develop that that ear to be able to differentiate good and bad music so what's the point i don't know well i'm going to make another point you can put it where you want but um in terms of art like in in the past um you know they had very set ideas of what art was and what constituted art right and um with every new uh, like a lot of the new um styles when they came out like you know Picasso or whatever when he first started painting that way he, he painted in a new way and the art world did not accept that right and he was not successful as a painter in his time um and there's lots of painters that we uh see as really amazing artists now that in their time their stuff was not accepted i think in music as well like if you look back in like classical music or what not like a lot of times when there's these like you know brilliant new people artists um they come up with new things and it doesn't fit into the description of their time of what art or music or whatever constitutes and so they just thought the people then just thought it was whack right and it wasn't until later that it, you know people looking back there they have expanded the horizons and see this as um some uh great artist you're making a point that this new music it's not appreciated because it doesn't have an expert yet but that's actually agreeing with my point what i'm saying when you look at something like kesha or soldier boy that's whack we have a ton of experts in the field that can tell you why that's whack they're not doing anything new we're not going to look back at 20 years and think soldier boy is good or kesha is good it's always going to be bad so hold on let me let me finish so the new music will eventually uh, the new music that's good that hasn't been discovered it's good yet like the picasso or you know the hendrix or whatever uh, references that you made they will eventually become good as experts gain more knowledge so it actually is kind of endorsing my view because i'm saying that an expert can tell you what's good or bad you might like bad music and that's fine but you should know that it's bad and if you do like it it's because you've been steered in the wrong direction from some point in the past and you've developed an awful taste in music an awful taste in something but so then you cannot say though at this point in time that this is really bad because maybe it actually isn't maybe many years from now the expert will say that that's 
you you know that is what's great i'm not talking about new stuff i'm talking about stuff that has established experts right i'm talking about soldier boy he's not doing anything groundbreaking he's He's doing some whack music. It's objectively whack. And the experts that exist today are good enough to decide whether it's right or wrong. Whereas you're talking about Picasso, who is so revolutionary and brand new. No, There is no expert that exists. He's not like anybody else. You know what I mean? Uh, Soldier Boy is doing a hacky rendition of rap music that, you know, in order to get really good at something, you have to put in a lot of time doing it, right? He's not old enough to have put in that time, unless he's a musical genius, which he's not, he hasn't had the amount of practice that's required to become a really good lyricist, which only comes from practice and experience. Even even if you have a really quick and clever and funny mind to put together lyrics, you would still need the life experience to put situations into those, Aren't those there raps. A lot of rappers that start rapping quite young and had like pretty Yes. Yes. Ice Cube, Nas. These people all had successful albums when they were young. However, they come from uh, a background where they have a lot of experiences from an early age, right? You know, stuff that most people don't go through maybe in their entire life. These people are experiencing when they're 13. So by the time they were 18, they had a plethora of experiences. When I'm saying Soldier Boy, I don't know anything about him, but I'm. I'm assuming he's doing it for the money, all the wrong reasons, because the stuff he talks about is 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 nothing. It's nonsense. He's not talking about stuff. But so what I was saying though is maybe he's not he he's not in the he's not actually trying to be rap or whatever. He's trying to be some new category of music that has yet been uncategorized. Well, whatever it is, it's bad. But that's what you think. But what if there? What if he's starting this new category of music that's not rap, but it's something else? And but, but that's, that's kind of a cop out. That's like saying I'm going to start a new type of um, art, and it's called bad art. And you guys just don't know that yet. But then when you look at contemporary art, right? It's like okay, white square with a yellow dot on it, and people are like, whoa, like, hello. Those <laughs> people are stupid, though. <laughs> Well, and by the know, way, because... people like things for a number of reasons, right? People like underdog stories. They like, oh, I'm going to like something just because it's weird. Or I'm going to like it because everybody else doesn't like it. Or I'm going to like it because, it, you know, by liking this, it makes me uh, this kind of weird artsy-fartsy type of person that you just won't understand, man. You know what I mean? So you don't nece- they like things that they might not necessarily like. When they say they like it and they're freaking out of a square... They might not actually like it. They might be trying to fit a persona or something like that because they idolize weird, funky people and they think that's what weird, funky people like. You know what I mean? Okay. Could be that. Well, you're seeing now that people are like those things, whereas before you're saying people might like things. You know, people like things for all sorts of reasons. And, and before you're seeing that, oh, it's because other people like it or we're taught to like it or it's played so much on the radio and that's why you like it. Well, no, I'm, my point earlier was that people like things for all sorts of reasons, but I didn't give you an exhaustive list. I just named a few, but the point still remains that they like things for a number of reasons. Those other reasons are still valid, I, I gave yeah. before. Yeah, but, like, it doesn't matter what people like. This I was saying before is that it doesn't matter if a lot of people like something doesn't mean that it's good or bad. Right, but isn't it possible that there is something that's objectively good or objectively beautiful, independent of people conferring value onto it? 
You're saying no. I don't really think there is. I, I mean, I think that... What about symmetry and the golden rule? Yeah, like, I think there are things where you can... Um, or the golden ratio, not the golden y- yeah, rule. Yeah, like, within art, I think you can break down things and evaluate uh, as a part. You know, like, okay, this painting, yes, uh, it fits the golden ratio, or these colors match, or whatever. Or, you know, in this song, like I was saying before, in terms of the harmonies or rhythm or whatever, you can break it down into parts, I think, and objectively study different parts of it. But then I think when you put something together as a whole, you cannot just give it subjective, like, objectively say that this is good or bad. Like I was saying before, like, just because a song may meet all the check marks of, like, these are all the things that we look for in a good song, it can meet all of those things, but it could, maybe some something is still missing somehow from it, right? But isn't there only two categories, good and bad? And wouldn't, it might not be the best song in the world, but it still meets enough check marks to bump it into the good category. So you're like, yeah, that's a good song. I don't like it per se, but I can tell that's good. And anyone who says that's bad is just uneducated. You know, like a lot of times when you when you go into like a movie and, and you say, you know, somebody comes out like, oh, that was a bad movie. And you say, well, what was bad about it? They immediately retract and say, well, I just didn't like it. But saying I just didn't like it is a much weaker claim. Because you can't defend, I can't argue with you once you step into that box. Once you say, oh, I didn't like it. Well, I can't argue with you. I can't tell you what you like and what you don't like. But when you say, oh, it's bad, that's a much stronger claim. Then you have to tell me what's objectively bad about it, right? What's its, you know, demerits. So my point is, is that you can have a song or a painting or uh, a, a Jessica Alba and not find her attractive or not like the painting or, or not like the song, but that doesn't necessarily make it bad. So my point, my further point is that uh, say you have a million people or, you know, in this world, we have say 7 billion people and the majority of the like, the majority of them have been steered in the wrong direction due to popular culture because because there's some agenda behind the machine that is promoting a particular band to be on the radio and to be in Gap ads and to be on the cover of magazines creates an artificial popularity. So people just inherently by its, you know, ubiquity, it's everywhere. It's not actually good. It hasn't actually bumped it into the good category. That's what I would try to argue. And if everybody didn't like something... It could be objectively good and still everybody not like it. You're saying that's not true. That's not possible by definition. No, I just, that's exactly my whole point. I said that just because people like something doesn't mean that it's good. And just because people don't like it doesn't mean it's not but good. You're, you're but you're saying that there's no such thing as good or bad. Where I'm saying there is. So by definition... Well, I, like, if, who is the one to judge what is good or bad then? We trust the experts. say what is good or bad. And who is the expert then? When do they become the expert? Well, I don't know. Who but is, you have to have a lot of experience and you have to you have to be able to... But then even when they judge something, and when an expert judges something, I'm sure that their own personal taste is going to influence it as well. Yeah, whether they like it or not. 
But my, my argument is not whether it's liked like, or not. It's whether it's good or not. Okay, but then what does it matter if it's good or not? If it's bad, but I like it, I still like it. I don't care that it's bad. I like it. I can't like it but because you're, it's not You're wrong good. for liking it because Why? you've been steered in the wrong direction. You don't have the what developed ear. What if I know ear. that it's bad, but for some well, that reason I sense. still like then it? Then you'd be an idiot. That's like eating something that tastes awful and it makes you vomit or gag every time you eat it, but I'm still going to eat it. You'd be a but fool. But some people like things that taste bad. Like but some those people that are idiots. Taste, but some people enjoy the bitter taste. You know the what bitter? Bitter. I'm just saying bitter as an example, as in like most people will not say that anything that tastes bitter usually is not good. Like, uh, it's one of the signs when something is bad for you is that it's bitter. You know, like poisonous substances and whatnot. It's like nature's design to tell you you shouldn't eat this. A lot of times, it's, it tastes bad, right? Bitterness. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Go ahead. There are people that like bitter things, like bitter melon. You know. Um, okay, is it possible that uh, they have some sort of genetic anomaly that m- makes them kind of it? Uh, it kind of um, diminishes the the bitterness. That's possible, no, it's, right? They know that it's bitter, and they maybe it like just tastes it. a little bit bitter. But to everybody else, it tastes a lot bitter. You know what I mean? It's like this is a little bitter, but I can tolerate it. But, but it's not every- that they tolerate it; they like it. Like it's. Well, fine. Okay. You know they enjoy. But, but the what taste. I'm saying is, sure. But they could tell that it's bitter, but not. They still like it. Yeah. Whereas everybody else, their bitter, their bitter meter, mm-hmm. their their ability to detect its bitterness is much greater. So they'll never but, be able to like it I because don't they're know. more. I don't... Say like the survival of the fittest. They're more their body is really adapt to finding poisonous things. So they're going to survive. Whereas the people that don't have the, the taste buds enhanced enough to de- determine bitter stuff, they are the people in society in a, in a state of nature that would die off. But it's not, but because of they, modern medicine, they get to live. No, it's not and, that and they like don't, shitty drinks. It's not that they have, their taste buds are less attuned to it. You I don't, don't know think that. So. You don't know that because you well, can't because tell they what they can taste. taste. Well, because if I eat, eat this and I'm like, oh, it's bitter, and they're like, yeah, I like it. Rated, and it's really. What do you rate it on like a seven? Like, or not because, No, but scale? for me, like things that eat are even really sli- like a slight bitter taste, like I don't, I won't like it, right? I, I don't want to drink it, even if because they have these like drinks that's like, uh, it's like sweetened bitter melon or whatever you know it's so it's got sweet uh, a lot of sweetness to it but i can still taste this under taste of the bitter melon and then and they like it and they're like oh this one isn't bitter enough i don't like it they'll say that right they're like oh it's oh this is like a really fresh you can't get bitter melons that are that bitter in canada you have to go back to like China or whatever, and that's where you get the actual, the really bitter stuff. Okay. The really tasty stuff. Okay. Like, How about this? How about human tastes can be heavily influenced by repeat occurrences? So, for instance, if you hear something over and over and over, you're more inclined to like it. Like, for instance, smells is a good one. You can, you can get used to a smell if you're around it long enough, right? That's why yeah. people live in like stinky towns, and they don't doesn't they don't bother it because uh, when you're around, I think there's a there's a really good quote I read the other day. When you're around like negativity or like 
douchey people, you, you surround yourself with that, then you can't really determine what's negative and what's bad because your whole environment is that, something like that. So, you know, the idea is that if you get put in, immersed in one thing, that you could actually develop a taste for it. Like people in different cultures, like, you know, like Vegemite, for instance, or stuff yeah. that other people would just not like at all. But then, I mean, within those, like, cultures still, you're going to have people that like it and people that think it's gross too, right? Like, just because they're exposed to it, there is a greater chance that you'll like it because of the exposure, but there's still going to be people that like it and people that don't. It's not like everyone that uh, lives there like likes Vegemite. But that could just be genetics, right? Like, I remember I grew up in a household where, you know, four of us weren't picky eaters, and I was. But what was that? I've always been a picky eater. Why is that? We are all raised very similarly, eating the same foods. But I just didn't like mushrooms for some reason. There had to be something in my genetics. I don't like, you know, mushy things. I don't like this taste or this texture or the smell of it. That could be a genetic thing that explains why some cultures... It can be that genetically some you do not like certain things. But I know some. there are some people that they were picky as kids and then but um and their parents let them be picky and so then they grew up and were really picky but then i know other people that were really picky as kids but their parents forced them to just eat whatever and so they grew out of it all right there's that too what are we talking about i don't know music so do we have anything more to say about this I, i i really don't know where we stand on this issue there's been so much bullshit going back and forth what what is your what is your point succinctly? Um, sometimes people just like bad stuff. Okay, and I would agree. What I'm saying is that it is objectively bad, and you're saying no. There's no I'm such thing. I'm saying that you there are some things where you can measure, but I don't think that like I don't. I think that you can kind of break it down and be like, okay, this, you know, when he says this or this doesn't rhyme with that or I don't know, you know, you can be like there there aren't aspects of like what makes it a, something that's good. But I think like even that, like how do we say that this is what makes something objectively good? Because even, even the things that we measure what is good by is something that is uh, based on our values, right? Because just because the golden ratio is found in nature and found to be pleasing to eye, does that make it good? Just It's just something Let's that Let's say, is. is there somebody on this planet who you think is gorgeous, male or female? I use Jessica Alba. You're not going to find a lot of people who think she's ugly. My mom doesn't think she's good looking. Okay, let's pick somebody else. Brad Pitt. I know people that don't think he's good looking. I think he is, but he's gorgeous. So, but there are lots of people that don't think he's good looking. Okay, well let's let's focus on those people. Why why do they say he's not good looking? Do they want to be different? Like, hey, look at me. I think he's ugly. No, I, think I like some a people, goofy guy you know, with a big nos- there's diff- nostrils people, or something. People just like different things. Like I remember okay, I was no, talking no, no. to my boss and she was like, "Yeah, I'm just into like fat hairy men." And I was like, "What?" Okay, this because- is this is exactly what I'm talking about. Let let's we don't need to go into the story, but the reason why they don't like Brad Pitt, or the reason why they like fat, hairy men, is is 
you can point to something and be like, okay, because, you know, she was molested as a kid by some fat, hairy guy or because, you know, uh, that's why she likes fat, hairy guys. Yeah. Or some, there's some reason that makes her not like Brad Pitt. But don't you think that if she was molested? Okay, whatever. It's not that. But the point is, it's something. It's like, oh, I, I don't know. I like guys with big noses or I like guys with, uh, with pale skin or I like guys with, uh, you know what I mean? You, you like something, you don't like something that everybody else likes. I can probably go back through your life and find out why you don't like that person. Really? And it'd be, well, no, let's say like, like some sort of, uh, omniscient, uh, being could do that. Right. I don't know, because some people then, just have And then they're taste. wrong, by God, right there. Because you had a teacher in high school, or in Mel's high school, that looked like Brad Pitt that hit you. Now that you know that fact, and it's altered your perception, you're wrong. I know, and you I don't say, think so. You can't be like, you're wrong. It's like, possible though, right? Why not? No, because it's not, like... What if that was the case? Because, like, the thing is... What then their opinion wouldn't matter anymore. No. Because they've been they've no. been duped. They're, they're wrong. No. They went down... How the, are they wrong? Because they veered down wrong. the they veered down a path against, like, something that's objectively good-looking. No, there's no... Like, you're even you're objectively good-looking. Like, if you look at different cultures, that's going to be very different. What's good-looking in one culture versus another culture is really different. Like, you... And but those cultures are wrong. I'm just kidding, by the way. You think that what you think is right and is good, but it's not true. Like, there's no... You can't say that this is what is objectively attractive. Like, yeah, there are things like, okay, I think in across all cultures, like symmetry, I think symmetry is considered attractive or something like that, right? Like, there are certain things, but then, like beyond that right like some cultures value dark hair versus light hair but a a good example would be the the cultural evolution of fair skin versus dark skin people where if you're fair skin it meant you're of a family of means where you could stay in and you didn't have to work whereas if you're dark it means you're a laborer and you're out in the sun all day doing manual labor but then it became well if you had money then you could travel to exotic places where it's hot and get a tan and if you were fair skin that means you're inside a factory all day and you didn't see the sun so dark skin eventually became a sign of wealth so it became attractive again so this is an example of how something can be uh, the 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 culture can change when some you know when you somebody uh, I don't know you know what I mean when something is attractive and yeah, you know, I, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Thank you for listening to the Edward Mullen podcast. If you enjoyed it, you might want to check out my book, The Art of the Hustle, available on Amazon. To learn more about me and the book and even this podcast, please visit www.edwardmullen.com.